And many leaders that are part of majority culture don't understand all the time that identity markers are not all the same thing. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad that I get to be with you today. Thank you for continuing to listen. I know it's been a week or so uh, since my last podcast. And, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, and, you know, sometimes you just want to sort of keep some stuff to yourself. But I figured I would share this with you today and you would just be able to get into my head. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I have kept to I promise to myself is that, you know, I would never just do this podcast just to do it, right? That I would never uh, show up to the microphone um, and just say, well, let me just check this off the list or, you know, got to get that podcast done. So just try try to make something up just to say that I did it. Um, I do this podcast for you. And I do it with all of my heart and all of my intention uh, and all of the wisdom that I know. And so what that means is, is that there are times when, quite frankly, I'm just not sure what to say. Um, and I've had a week like that. Um, and sometimes, if I'm honest, uh, you know, that feeling can happen when uh, my output with uh, the clients that I work with is high. And I've noticed that um, I'm coming off of a very high output uh, season. And, you know, uh, most of the time, uh, my my work with people is energizing and awesome. And then there are moments that I have where, you know, I too can get discouraged sometimes uh, of some of the things that I see out in the world. So um, I just want you to know that, that, um, you know, this last week that I missed, uh, that it wasn't for um, uh, anything other than the fact that I have promised first myself and to those of you that listen, uh, that I will show up with integrity, I will show up with wisdom, uh, and I will show up with fullness so that uh, the the time that you give to listen to this podcast um is of value to you and that you can use it and continue to do good work uh, in your companies and in your organizations. Uh, I do not take it for granted uh, that so many of you, um, we have a lot of downloads every week of this podcast. And so that means that so many of you um, are taking the very precious and limited time that you have and spending it with me. So I just want you to know I don't take that for granted and therefore I would never show up um, and be flippant or just sort of random uh, with what I share with you. So I'm not quite sure what the uh, topic 
or the title, I should say, is of today. Uh, I'm just going to kind of talk about a couple of things that are on my heart and in my mind about where we are um, uh, in organizational life, in company life, with regards to uh, a couple of things. Uh, first, where are we since George Floyd? Um, where are we since the emergence of what is uh, termed DEI work? Um, and, you know, just where are we and where do we need to go? What do I see? Uh, <clears throat> and so, I mean, I'm usually unscripted, but today I feel like I'm super unscripted about these things because, quite frankly, I'm trying to figure out what I think about them as well. Um, so let me start here. Uh, one of the things that I always share with my clientele, people I work with, is that in the work of cultural diversity uh, in our organizations and companies, we have to move from issue to issue back to human to human. First in the way that we have conversations with one another, but also even in the way that we approach uh, the work of diversity in our companies and organizations. And what, uh, what I'm going to talk about today, I think actually goes hand in hand. So, so let's go back, back to the summer of 2020. And in the summer of 2020, uh, we had so many different things going on culturally. Uh, we had the, uh, let me just say this, I'm going to uh, omit some names. Uh, I don't have an extensive list in front of me, but the ones, the people that were in the national consciousness, we had the conversations around uh, Ahmaud Arbery, the young man who was running in Georgia uh, and who was gunned down by uh, two men uh, in their truck thinking that he was up to no good. A young man who lost his life uh, just minding his own business and doing what you and I uh, do every day, right? Taking a walk, taking a run, whatever it is, just living our lives. And then we had the the situation with uh, the young girl, Brianna Taylor, uh, who was murdered uh, by police in a very unfortunate um, situation uh, in her home while she was in bed. Uh, and so that r rose to the national consciousness. And then, of course, uh, the horrific event that happened to uh, George Floyd uh, out in the middle of daylight, in the middle of the day, um, by law enforcement, um, and his life was taken from him. And even prior to that, and you guys know this, that even the years before, there were all these things that were happening, right? And those of us in minority communities, we know, uh, particularly in the black community, we know that things like this happen all the time. And in fact, um, you know, you, you grow up with stories of things like this happening. Um, and it's weird. It, it becomes such a natural part of storytelling, uh, in our communities. That's oftentimes when things happen like this, that they feel so normal. Uh, and it's not normal. Let me just say that, uh, but it can feel that way. Uh, and so when some of these things happen, uh, at, at, uh, the extreme nature of these things that happened to these people back in the summer of 2020 and, and having it rise to the national consciousness here in 2020. Um, 
that now everybody was talking about it. And in fact, you know, we finally <laughs> were having a collective American conversation uh, at some level, even at least for the first couple of days, <laughs> particularly after George Floyd happened. Um, we were having a a collective conversation, a collective cultural moment, if you will, that most Americans looked at that um, what happened and said nobody should be able or have to suffer that way. Uh, and not only just Americans, but, you know, if you remember uh, when the protests began, there were protests all over the world. You know, I will never forget uh, seeing a protest that was happening in the streets of France uh, with the pictures of George Floyd uh, everywhere in France. And so these things rose to the national consciousness and they rose to the national consciousness so very much that CEOs and uh, organizational leaders everywhere started to look at their own companies. This was a wake-up call, if you will remember, uh, a wake-up call to say, do the people that work for me uh, in my organization, do they feel safe? Do they feel welcomed at work? Uh, and have we thought enough about this as a company and as a group of leaders to make sure that uh, our people know that we are thinking about them uh, and that there is a place for them here. And so if you remember, uh, somewhere I would say around May, April or May 2020, uh, every leader, every organization, uh, for the most part, was uh, rushing to try to work with people like me uh, and work on their diversity plan. Enter uh, the, uh, the rising talk in organizational life um, of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, otherwise known as DEI work. And uh, so many organizations were really leaning into DEI work. Um, they were leaning into new policies and they were having good conversations and they were developing uh, employee uh, resource groups and support groups and um, these types of things. They were uh, having training with their uh, with their leadership teams. They were talking about it at work. Uh, presidents were sending out statements um, about the work. And then at some point, uh, after George Floyd, uh, the conversation started to shift. Or the conversation started to uh, be muted the longer that it went on. And many people in organizations, uh, minority cultures, we're starting to feel like after about a year or so of diving into some of the very real issues of diversity in the workplace that a lot of the majority culture in particular, a lot of the majority culture uh, leaders uh, were just done with the conversation and done for many reasons. Maybe it didn't go well. Uh, maybe they hired somebody that did not lead them to a better place. Uh, maybe there was fatigue on the uh, on the part of my of majority culture and 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 if this is helpful go back there is a podcast that I did on cultural fatigue on this work because it's real uh, on a lot of sides but what happened was that I saw is that the conversation on culture as it relates to ethnicity shifted uh, and now the conversation on culture as it related to sexual uh, identity uh, and sexual orientation started to uh, now take center stage and a lot of minority cultures uh, in workplaces sort of felt like they were left out. 
uh, that their leaders wanted to talk about something for a little bit and then move on to the next shiny, flashy thing. Uh, that's what I was hearing from a lot of people in organizations. And so then what happened was um, the DEI work uh, now started to encompass all things, not not just having a focus on uh, culture as it relates to ethnicity. And many people felt like and feel like right now that now that work is starting to be diluted because there are so many different identity markers that are now in the conversation. And many leaders that are part of majority culture don't understand all the time that identity markers are not all the same thing. And it's very important uh, is very important to know is that all the identity markers, uh, many of them that sit under the big umbrella of DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, that they all exist under the same umbrella, but they are not the same thing and they do not have the same uh, goals and they do not have the same strategies. They do not even have the same realities for many people involved in these groups. And it is uh, somewhat disrespectful to equate all of those things together and develop just one big old quote DEI strategy. Um, and for many organizations, that's why there is a perception and a feeling that nothing is getting done. Uh, it's because there's too much trying to get done right now all at the same time. Uh, it's hard for organizations and leaders to prioritize. It's hard for them to do deep work on this subject. Um, and now what is happening that I see is that this idea of DEI has now become a very sexy, flashy buzzword. Uh, it has now become things that uh, every donor is looking for and grant writers are looking for and all these things that they're looking for uh, the shiny, uh, the shiny description. But now what I see, guys, is that DEI is starting to mean nothing and it's becoming too easy for leaders in companies to uh, just, you know, talk about quote DEI, like any other initiative that's happening in the organization. In fact, um, I've been thinking about this a little bit. I'm going to try to encourage my clients to stop using the, the abbreviation DEI, um, and instead use diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because remember what I said at the beginning, this work, this culture work, in organizational life needs to be human to human, not issue to issue. It needs to be human to human, not to-do list to to-do list. Uh, it needs to be human to human, not agenda item to agenda item. We are talking about people here. And what I am sensing uh, in the DEI world is that DEI is starting to, to uh, detach itself from actual human beings. And now it's starting to look more like optics and uh, quotas on a page. Uh, it's starting to look like uh, just let's just hurry up and throw some things uh, into the pot so that people know that we're serious about this without any sort of uh, thought around the fact that the, uh, the decisions that we may will make will actually impact people. Um, so that's what I'm seeing. Um, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing um, a fatigue. I'm seeing a uh, giving up at times 
on the conversation uh, for a lot of different reasons. And that's where I feel like we are right now. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. You can shoot me an email at Nikki Lerner, uh, info at Nikki Um, and I would love to know what you think about this. Are you seeing the same thing? Um, cause that's what I've been seeing, uh, as I've been traveling the country and working with different groups of people, uh, is that's what's happening. And so, you know, what do we do about that? Um, I'm going to think about that a little bit. And I think that that might be my next podcast, but those are some thoughts that I wanted to share with you today. Again, I would love to hear what you're seeing and what you think about that. Shoot me an email. Uh, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. I'll see you later. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.